0: out his wounds. They said, where did you get these at? And the answer was the shockingest answer probably that could ever be. He said, I got them in the house of my friend. I got them in the house of my friend. Oh, dear friend, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me well. I speak with love. If there's anything that you should do, ever do in your life, pray for the shepherd of your flock. A kind word of, I love you, I appreciate you, I thank you, should never be overlooked. Remember, you're the sheep of his flock. And he cares for him. Take time. Take time to tell him you love him. Open your Bibles to the book of Jeremiah. I thank you for praying for me today. I you know they tell me that no dog will fight so hard as when they're being sicked on. You're good sickers. You're real good sickers. And I thank you for your prayers, for your love, and for your concern for me. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 42, let's stand while we read, I want to read verse 42. And said unto Jeremiah the prophet, Let we beseech thee, Our supplications be accepted before thee, and and pray for us unto the Lord thy God, even for all this remnant. Look at the parentheses. For we are left but a few of many, as thine eyes do behold us. Father, help us now guide us and direct us for a few minutes to say those words that this people needs. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. I guess that all of us, there are times in our life, or have been times in our life, and if they have not been, (coughs) as the fellow said, hang around, they will be. There have been times in our life when we feel alone. Have you ever been there? Feel like that there's nobody in the world understands, and there's nobody in the world that cares. But I'm so glad that when we have those feelings in our life, there's one thing that we need to feast on, Jesus cares. Don't ever forget that. Notice the parentheses in this verse where it said there's just a few left. That's that's the uh, reading, actually, when you bring it right down. Just a few left. And when you begin to look in the Bible, you find out it's not always the big crowd that we are looking at that's doing things for God. Notice, if I can just step aside just a little bit. The Bible said broad is the way and many there be that enter in thereat. Then he said, now is the way, and get this, few, just a few. A lot of folks tonight think that every time you see a great big crowd in church, oh, a lot of folks are going to heaven. But God said to the contrary, just a few. So many folks do not want to subscribe to the idea of the old-fashioned blood and the book and the blessed hope. But be that as it may, the only crowd that's going in is the blood-washed crowd. Now, you can count on that. If you've not been born again, and listen to me, I'm not trying to be a smart mouth. I've been in this a long time. And when you get to talking to folks and begin to realize and know about them, there's a lot of folks that have not experienced a new birth. But I want to preach on there just a few left. Just a few left. First of all, I want to say there's a few left that still love this old book. Now, I'm not talking about just loving it for something to carry on the arm. My greatest source of help comes from this book that I hold in my hand. Now, I want to say this. You can lay it on the coffee table or lay it in a bookshelf and let it lay there and it won't help you. It's got to be eaten. It's got to be studied. It's got to be devoured. These, oh, listen, the words of this book are not just words on paper. They're food for our soul. And so many people never pick the Bible up. So many people never take time. Listen to me. Listen to this. listen to the admonition of the scriptures. It said, "Study, not just read, but study to show thyself approved, a workman under God that needeth not be ashamed." And then it said, "Rightly dividing the word." Oh, there's so many. There are some of you sitting here right now, no doubt. And I'm not rebuking you in the sense that I'm mad at you that never take the Bible up. Some of you that have been saved for years have never read through the Bible. Never took your time daily to read through the Word of God. There are just a few that realize the importance of this book. Without the book, I would die. And you know the saddest thing about it? Listen to me. I'm trying to help somebody tonight there are some of you right here right now that need to go home tonight and start reading through this Bible. Just start reading through it. And take your pencil, and when you come to something that jumps out at you, how many of you know what I'm talking about? Jumps out at you. All of a sudden, God will begin to talk to you out of this Bible. God will begin to jump out at you. And when that time comes, don't be afraid to underline the scriptures. To under and make a little mark over on the side. And then go back to it. And then study it again. And listen how many of you, <laughs> this is kind of crude, but I'll get to, you'll get the point anyhow. How many of you are country people? Lord God, I can tell by looking at you, you are. How many of you ever saw a cow go out in the pasture and begin to graze and graze and graze? All right? And they'll graze, and they'll graze, and they'll graze, and they'll graze. And that's what you're doing in this book. Graze. Feed on it. Graze. And then you how many of you know how that, that old cow in the afternoon will find her at a place in the shade of a tree and she'll lay down, huh? And now this may sound crude to some of you polished folks, but listen to it. You'll see her, she'll be laying there. And all of a sudden she'll stop and belch up. Somebody said she's chewing her cud, and you know what she's doing? She's taking that food that she's ate all day and bringing it back up and chewing it some more, and getting all the goodness out of it. <laughs> I believe some of you are getting embarrassed at that, but just be embarrassed a little bit. Uh, but I want to say to you, some of you right now need to reread the book, bring it back up and chew it again. Amen feed on it, study it, dig in it, ramsack in it. So many of you, just a few, just a few around that take time to go into this book and study and dig and research. You said why? You'll be strong in the Lord. You'll get to know what God's saying to you. There's a few around that are taking time to study the book. Now, I'm going to say this and. a... Well, I don't want you to raise your hand. I don't want you to raise your hand. But as I say this, I want you to think, ask yourself the question. Why haven't you been through this book? Why haven't you took time to study the Word of God? You read everything else. You read. Someone said one time, uh, there's a Bible laying on the coffee table, but the TV guide's on top of it. Get your head up. Get your head up. I'm telling you something right now. If you'll give this book, somebody said, I doubt a lot. I doubt myself. Fill your heart up with this Bible and when it gets full, there will not be room for doubt. Get in the book. Study the book. Study the book. <laughs> I, I was reading in the Old Testament and it said, we found the book. That's what we need to do today is find the book. Re-find the book and studying it, digging it. Now notice, there are just a few around. Now notice what Jeremiah said in fifteen sixteen, Thy words were found, and I did eat them. And the word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by thy name, O Lord of hosts. Now look at Job 23 and 12. Neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips, I have esteemed His Word. Listen to this. Job sang, I have esteemed His Word more than my necessary food. He said He's put His Word above His name. The Bible said, Thy Word is pure, very pure. Therefore, thy servant loveth it. The Bible said, Thy word is true from the beginning. And so many times... Now watch this. I'm not trying to be smart. I'm just trying to help you. I see people that are so weak. You can just do anything and down they go. They'll backslide at the the slightest thing. They'll give up. I quit. Somebody said... What's wrong? They haven't been in the book. Haven't been in the book. You get in this book and you can be strong. And the Bible said that we ought to be ready to give an answer. How are you going to give an answer if you haven't been in the book? Notice what the Bible said in Psalm 119, verse 165. Great peace, have they which love thy law. And nothing, and nothing, say that with me, and nothing, say it again, and nothing. Are you listening? How important is this book in your life? Have you been through it? Oh, there's great big heavenly stakes in here. You don't even have to put Worcestershire stuff on it. Yeah, I mean, there's... He said, Man shall not live by bread alone. How many of you know the rest of that verse? But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Somebody said, "Where?" Well, there's just a few. There's just a few that realize the importance of this book. Oh, what light over the Berman cave. Do you like your hear Berman sing this What light is that shining so brightly for me? That gives me such courage. The right way to see. Ha! I'm just thinking. I remember the times, you've heard me tell a story, where I'd preach and people started rocking my house at night. Throwing rocks in my house. I remember the time when I preached and they shot a hole through my car and the bullet went right over my legs. I remember the time being taken to the Supreme Court for preaching the Word of God. Amen. But you say, well, Brother Blue, how did you make it? Oh, I'm going to tell you how I made it. I made it because God had fed me and made me bold and strong in the words. the only way well, you can make it. Now, if you don't have this Word in you, He said, I'll hide His... Say it louder. Where at? In my heart. That I might not against... God. Now, I'm going to say this to you. If you don't get full of this book, if you don't pile it in your soul, the devil will have a heyday with your life. Yes. Do you think I've gone 57 years by, like I say, being shot at and house robbed? And I could tell you stories that almost turn your hair gray. I mean that. The things that have happened. Now, you said, how have you made it this long? By and through God's strength. Amen. All right. There are just a few. This book that I'm talking about is an inspired book. Thy Word. This book right here. Thy Word. His Word. Oh, listen. The Bible said that men of olden times spoke, wrote as the Holy Ghost, Move upon them. You know how this book got here? You know how this book got here? God inspired men to take up a pen via this book. I believe it is divinely inspired. I don't believe there's an error in it. Now, I do believe there are some errors and mistakes in it that is telling about men that made the mistakes. But as far as there's a mistake in this Bible, there's not one. Amen. So this book is inspired. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable uh, for doctrine, for reproof and correction, for instructions in righteousness. Notice something else. I, w- I want to share this with you. I like this. I found a little illustration i want to read to you. A musician went to see one of his... Elderly music teachers. During the visit, the elderly teacher struck a tuning fork. How many of you know what a tuning fork is? He stuck his instrument made out of steel and he struck it and said, The sound is A. He paused a moment and struck the fork again. And this is also A. The teachers told him. He said, there are 440 vibrations per second. It will be the same 10,000 years from now. And that's the way it is with the Word of God. It will never change. It never will change. Listen, the man said the A is an A and there's 440 vibrations per minute, and he said it'll never change 10,000. You can pick up this old King James Version. If you live to be a million years old, it'll still be the same. Hallelujah. I believe that, don't you? I'm preaching you. Something will help you. A man was walking through the desert one day, and he was told, reach down and get a handful of pebbles and put them in your pocket. Tomorrow, you'll be both glad and sorry. The next morning, when he reached his hand in his pocket, and he pulled out the handful of pebbles, they were diamonds. He was glad that he had the diamonds, but he wished he picked up more pebbles. Amen? Get them with a the handful. Brother handful reach in that book, and get a handful. Because, oh, that's good, ain't it? I'm almost getting blessed in my own preaching. Amen. I like it. Oh, friends of mine, listen to me. Get this Bible down and study it. Search in it. The Bible said, search. Now, I'm going to tell you what that word means. It means to ramfack. Just go. Mm. Get rest of my put you. Go down in it and dig and dig and dig, and oh you'll always be sorry that you didn't get more. That you didn't get more. My mother in law, Pauline's mother, and Edna's mother. I guess if there's anything that she impressed me about, she was one of the most godly women I ever knew. One of the most godly women I ever knew. She's a Methodist, but she's still godly. She raised 18 Baptist youngers. I told her one day, we appreciate your contribution to the Baptist church. I always called her Maul. Godly, Godly. And at that time, Rock of Ages Ministers was in our yard, the building that's next to our house. And she would come and spend time with us at our house and one day, for some reason, I had to leave the office and come back out to the house. And As was her policy, as was her policy, she had a big print Bible. And she would sit in that chair. I can still see her. I can still see her. She would sit in that chair with that Bible. And she would read with her fingers under the lines. Under the lines. And that day as I went in the house... No telling how many times she went through that Bible. No telling. No telling. I went in the house that day, and all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost told me what to do. The Holy Ghost said to and I said to Ma, I said, Ma, I haven't heard your testimony in quite a while. I'd like to hear it. I'll never, till I die, forget what you've done. She picked her Bible up out of her lap and closed it and laid it down and took her glasses off and looked right straight at me and told me about the time she got saved. Told me about everything about it. I mean, I was walking that high when I went back to the office. Listen to me right now. You say, I'm defeated. Get in the book. You say, I'm discouraged. Get in the book. You said, I'm about to give up. Get in the book. Am I preaching the truth, Ed? Amen. You'll never make it without the book. You can't make it without the book. You just can't do it. So, I want to say this to you. There are still a few around that see the value of the book. There are still a few around. There are still a few around that see the value of loving one another. Did you know God makes explicit instructions? God said, love one another. Why? He said, I'm so fulfilled the law of the Amen. Well, <laughs> it's hard to love everybody. Well, you stop and think. If it hadn't been God, He couldn't have even loved us. It had to take a God to love me. And it's sometimes all I can do to love you enough to even look at you. Amen. <laughs> Why'd you get your head down for a I think he's sitting up there saying, Cherish, Cherish. Love one another. Where'd that come from? It come out of here. It come out of here. Someone said, well, Brother Lewis, I don't like all this love. The Bible said, Ups. Now, this is going to get a little technical here. You might ought to screw over everything. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for But now here's the technical part. It said husbands love your wife. but it don't tell you wives you have to love your husband. You better. Amen? Awful. Someone said, I want to be a good Baptist. No, you want to be a good Christian. Not just a good Baptist. There's a few around that see the value of this book. Studying it. Digging it. I wouldn't to God tonight. I really do. I really wouldn't to God tonight that some of you would go home and pick up that Bible and start walking through it It'll give you strength. It'll give you the power that you need. How many of you think I'm preaching the truth, this congregation today? You know I am. You know I am. Let me ask you a question. I'm not trying to don't you show out. I said, don't you show out. How many of you have gone through, read this Bible page by page, word for word? How many of you have? Some of you have. Now, I'm not saying that to embarrass you if you couldn't raise your hand. I'm saying you will get something that you've never in your life had when you start through this Bible and read it. Now, there's going to be some places that you'll get under conviction and have to get on your knees and repent. Amen? But it'll be good for you. It'll be good for... You. Somebody said there's a very big crowd. No, just see the Bible said there are just a few left. There are just a few left. Then there are some a few left. I like this. Did you see this a while ago when people and the ladies were singing? Did you see people raising their hands? I saw some of you wiping tears. Someone said, what was that? There are just a few that still love the glory. They just still love the glory.
1: Now, you go in a
0: lot of churches that I have to go in, and you'll be backslidden before you walk up in the front yard almost. It's pitiful. But oh, every once in a while, I'll get in one that likes the glory. What are you talking about, preacher? When the glory of God comes down. Oh, and settles among the people. And begins to bless hearts. And tears begin to pour. You know what? You know what one of the biggest blessings in the world is? Is when you're preaching and you see people wiping tears. And you'll see them after a while raise up a hand. Somebody said, they're doing that just emotion. No, that's the glory. That's the glory that comes down. Someone said, I've never shouted in my life. When you go through that book, you may shout a bunch of times. Just get in that book. Now, you say, what will I be? You'll be a better husband. You'll be a better wife. You'll be a better son or daughter. Amen? You'll be a better church member. I'll be a better preacher. He'll be a better pastor. You'll be a better deacon. You'll be a better choir member. Why? Because you spent time in the books. Amen. I'm not going to ask you how many. I can get to Raise your hand. And say I'll go to the Bible and I'll start through the Bible. It don't hurt you to read a couple of chapters tonight. night. A couple of chapters. And don't just sit Don't just sit a day. I've got to read. Told myself, no. Spend time. You may, want to, you may want to read a whole lot in that chapter. You may want to study a bunch in that chapter. Read the Word of God and study it. Dig in it. And you'll come back here next Sunday with some fire in your step. I'm telling you the truth. Folks, he said, are there a bunch right now? He said, just a few. Just a few. Oh. I want to be a better Christian for the Lord. I want to be a better preacher than I've ever been in my life. I'm almost at the end of a road. I've probably got the last revival booked. I've got one in Douglasville, Georgia in two weeks. I've got one in Alabama. I think it's in November. And that'll probably be the last of my revival. I'm not able. I'm just not able. I go down Monday through Friday, Wednesday, and I'm, I'm so tired. I'm, I was tired today when I got in the car. I was almost asleep before I got to the top of the hill I feel out. I feel that. But you know what? I want to be a better preacher. The saddest display that you'll ever find is when a preacher gets in the pulpit. And you can see all of a sudden he hadn't studied it. That's the most sad display. Here sits a bunch of people that have come to be helped and blessed and fed. And here's a preacher gets up, and I can tell you, I can tell you in, in, in three minutes, I can tell you in three minutes whether he's been in that book or not. Okay. And then, you know, when you go and listen to a Sunday school teacher that wobbles around on the axle and has got nothing to say, when he's got a book full here, oh, God! It's embarrassing. I want to jump up and say, You turkey, get in that book and study. Oh, God, I'm preaching like this, you'll never ask me to come back no more. What would you frowning at grace for, Bob? Honey? Listen to me. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Do you want to be a better Christian? I'm honest with you. Raise hand. If you do, you want to be a better one? Get in the book. Am I right? Get in that book. And let God talk to you. Did you know what? This book's alive. Something else. This book is like a sword. It'll pierce, and it cuts going and coming. I've picked up this book many times. And Lord God, he cut me all to pieces. And you'll do that too. You'll do that too. I'll tell you what I want to do. I'll tell you what I want to do tonight. This may be the strangest invitation you've ever heard. And I'm going to talk to you from my heart, as Sammy Allen said. I'm sincere about this. A church will come unglued. It's not founded on the book. There's no foundation. There's nothing there. You can't, you can't make it without that book. Okay, what I want to do, I'd like to ask you tonight that really mean business for God. Really. Mean. I don't mean just comedy. I read mean really mean business for God and you want to be better in the service for God than you've ever been in your life, I'm saying this, you can't do it without getting this book. You can't do it. If you would like to be, and you mean business, I'd like for you to get on your knees here tonight at the altar again. And I'd like to say, God, help me. Fill me with this book. Fill my heart. Make me a better Christian. I'd like to join. it.